We have Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster, theforecaster.net. He's a sports editor of The Forecaster. Follow him on Twitter at 4FORE Sports. And Michael, your initial reaction to this news that Harris Simiak is leaving Maine for Minnesota. Good morning, guys. Yeah, good morning. Uh, it really hasn't been a slow news day, has it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting this to happen, but yeah. <laughs> some, some, some good, some bad. Uh, you know, now I, I don't cover you, Maine, but right. you know, certainly I think everyone here in the state was excited about what they accomplished this year, and I know there were a ton of casual fans, including me, watching their playoff game last weekend. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think it just goes to show, and we see this in college basketball all the time, you know, a smaller school has a lot of success, and all of a sudden their coach becomes very desirable, and, you know, it's, it's a great accomplishment for him, and I think it speaks well to, for the program. And, uh, you know, it certainly hurts to lose a coach that had turned the program around like that. But, you know, hopefully, you know, whoever comes in next can just build on it. And, uh, you know, hopefully this won't be a one-time thing. But, you know, congratulations to the coach. And uh, certainly he's moving on to bigger and better things. And hopefully now the program will, will stay at this level. My one concern about this move that Harris Simiak is making, just from an optics perspective for Maine, is that, he was the head coach at Maine, FCS Division One program. Right, right. And Maine, and yes, Minnesota is a Power Five school, but he's not, not leaving not to be a. He's not well. They're not powerhouse, but he's not leaving right. to be a coordinator. He's leaving yeah. to be a defensive assistant under a coordinator who used to be the defensive coordinator at Maine, as we mentioned before the break. But is that a little bit concerning in terms of the optics here? Just because it's not, it's it's a Power Five program, but as you mentioned, not prestigious and also not. Um, a big time role there, kind of. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that is certainly a good point. But you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you're going to a Big Ten school, mm-hmm. and you know, it's probably a stepping stone for something else down the road. So, I mean, you know, who knows what the terms are and what what the deal is and what might be uh, promised down the road. But I'm guessing he sees it as a great opportunity. I think you know most coaches want to get up as high up the ladder as possible, and you know, the opportunity of moving into a head coaching position. At a Big Ten school, probably isn't realistic you right. know, in one jump, but maybe down the road it is. Yeah, so now that he's in the conference, developed some connections within the conference and everything. Um, right. So, Josh Gordon, that's the other breaking oh. news yep. this morning. Um, you're a big Patriots guy. Your thoughts I on uh, Gordon taking this leave of absence, if you will, but also probably facing an indefinite suspension uh, for violating the substance abuse policy, well, the terms of his reinstatement at least. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, two thoughts for me. I mean, the first as a Pats fan is, you know, a crappy season has gone from bad to worse. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks have been absolutely miserable. And, you know, there's, I, I, I think they probably still find a way to get in the playoffs, but I just I don't see this team going very far. And uh, it's, it's going to, you know, Gordon's been their most productive receiver. So now, you know, who's going to step up? Is Dorsett suddenly going to step up? Is Hogan suddenly going to step up? I just I don't think so. I think it's going to be a tough go, and you know maybe they win a playoff game or something. But I just, I don't, I think that Pats fans are going to have some free time in late January and February for the first time in a long time. And mm-hmm. So I hope I'm on there. And then, of course, more importantly, you know, you hope that he gets the help he needs, and uh, you know can somehow land on his feet and, and live a productive life because certainly he has, he has a lot of demons. And you know, we knew that when, when you know you sign someone like that. And I think you know maybe in the back of our heads. We're hoping, you know, we can get through a whole season with him. He can help us win a Super Bowl. And, you know, got close uh, to getting through the regular season, but it just didn't happen. So, you know, you can't say this is a huge surprise. It's certainly, uh, you know, tragic from a personal standpoint. And, you know, as a Pats fan, it, it certainly stings as well. So not, not, uh, not good news on any level today. So you don't think the Patriots are even going to get that second seed at this point? I, 
Well, you know what? Yeah, I think it's possible because okay. I could see I could see Houston losing to Philly, and I could see the Pats beating Buffalo and the Jets. Um, but right. I just, you know, I don't see them going on a sustained run. It's, and honestly, I could see them losing to the Bills or Jets too. Um, I think at this point, you know, if they're home, they can beat anyone at home. I think they can lose to anyone on the road. And you look at that playoff field. I think the league across the board, AFC NFC this year, going into the playoffs, there's not a dominant team. I think we're going to see some upsets. I think this might be the first time in a while we see a team that plays on wild card weekend make a run to the Super Bowl. So it's very unpredictable, and I guess that means the Pats are right in the mix, but I just don't see the elements of a championship team on this team that we've seen so often in the past. It tends to peak late in the season. They really seem to be dynamic on offense. They're just not. And the defense has a lot of question marks. I, you know, Belichick's an incredible coach. There's no one like Brady, but I just think, you know, you only have so much to deal with. And if the switch hasn't been flipped yet, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. The only thing I'd say, uh, I don't disagree with you at all. The only thing I would say, though, is let's say Philly beat Houston this weekend, then the Pats would be the number two seed if they Uh can win their last two. And after that, it means that that top seed is either going to be Kansas City or the Chargers. Right. And they're probably going to have to play each other because yep, one of them exactly. will be a wild card team, yep, yep. and uh, and and they'll be the lowest seed, you know that kind of thing. And so, I wouldn't be surprised they end up playing Houston, yep. and Winnable they, games, they might be able to get a win there. And then yep. when you go up beyond that, who knows? Right. You know? Yeah, and you know, and a lot of times over the years things have broken the Patriots' way. Yeah. It doesn't seem like this is one of those years. Not so far, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem funny. one thing has broken their way. Not, not many, no. No. And this is the thing. When they signed him, Maddie and I sat here, because Maddie said, oh, they're not going to sign him. Right. And because then when they did, I said, you know, the one thing that scares me, uh-huh. if he can succeed anywhere, it's in New England. That's right. first of all, because of the culture, right. culture and the structure. But I said, watch, we get to the playoffs when we really, really need them. (laughs) And here we are, you know. Well, Michael, um, it says here on your Twitter you're covering tonight's uh, Wayne Fleet at Cape Elizabeth Boys Basketball. We'll switch from NFL to hyper-local high school sports here. Um, Stuff I actually know something about. uh, (laughs) Okay, then. Well, tell us about why you're excited about uh, tonight's Wayne Fleet at Cape Elizabeth Boys Basketball game at 7 o'clock that you'll be covering for the forecaster. Yeah, that should be, you know, there's there's a lot of good teams. Um, there's some really good interclass matchups. And, you know, with Class C teams don't get a lot of attention down here, but I think Wayne Fleet's a team that could make a run to a state championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won they won in boys lacrosse in June. They won a championship in soccer back in November. Yeah. And these are a lot of the same kids uh, playing basketball this winter. They had a really good team last year, got upset in the quarterfinals. I think they're, they're going to make a deep run. And one thing that they do very effectively every year is they play, uh, they play a very challenging schedule. Uh, you're going to see them play a lot of Class B, even a few uh, Class A teams over the course of the season, and that's just going to make them battle-tested. And this is a big one early on, having to play at Cape, and you know Cape's in it every single year. Uh, Class B South is wide open this year. I think they'll be in the mix when all is said and done. They gave Greeley a pretty good game in the opener. So a big test for Wainsley having to go on the road. Uh, against a really good team, and you know, even if they lose a few of these games, and I think they will, I think it's just going to help them down the road. So this will be—I I saw Wayne Fleet opening night when they beat Wells, and you know, Wells is the defending Class B South champ, so that is certainly a great start for them. Um, and now, you know, to get a test against Cape will be uh, be interesting to see how they respond. And it'll be the first time I get to see Cape this year. You know, Cape's a little bit different. <clears throat> they really relied on Finn Bovey last year. He's graduated. Uh, Andrew Hartel is, you know, one of the better post players around. I think if some other kids step up during the course of the season, we'll see our usual Cape Elizabeth success. 
but there are some question marks going into the year. So, you know, be curious to see how tonight shakes out. Any other uh, themes or storylines you're in, that you, you've been covering, whether it be from boys basketball, girls basketball, boys ice hockey, girls ice hockey, that's really stuck out um, that, that you've been covering early in this season, I guess? Yeah, I think, you know, I'd say you look at girls basketball and you've got two incredibly talented players and two incredibly talented teams down our way. Uh, you've got Gorham led by Mackenzie Holmes and sure. really the defending A champs led by Anna DeWolf. And, you know, I, I feel badly because in March they're going to announce the Miss Maine basketball winner and one of those two girls isn't going to get it, where in any other year they would be a slam dunk to get it. So unless they somehow split it, it's going to be very interesting to see how that all takes out. Oh, down. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I saw Mackenzie Holmes the other night. Gorham played at Deering. She had 33 points, 28 rebounds, five oh. blocks, and, and those were legitimate stats. And, I mean, just I've never seen a post player at the high school level in this state play like that. And, you know, some of the other coaches have already said she's the best big to ever come out of this state. She's going to play at Indiana next year. Uh, they lost the state game by a point last year. They were going for three in a row. And I know as a senior she wants nothing more than to win it, uh, you know, her final season. And then you look at Greeley, you know, Anna DeWolf has a great supporting cast, just an incredibly fun player to watch, great kid. Um, you know, she's going for her second straight championship, and, and they, they, you know, they're really like an all-star team. I know they're the heavy favorites in Class A. Uh, they do play Gorham in an interclass game later this year. That that might be one game that they could get knocked off, but, you know, keep an eye on Greeley. I think they're going to be absolutely dominant throughout. And then other than that, I think there's a lot of parity. You know, you look at boys basketball, Class AA. You know, Portland was a favorite for so many years. They're still very good, but they're not the dominant favorite. There's a lot of good teams in that region. In the south, you know, South Portland's done a little bit better than expected. Uh, Scarborough maybe not quite as well as, as expected after their run to the state game last year. So, you know, I think, you know, for the next couple of months, we're going to be talking a lot about teams that maybe we didn't expect to be doing this well. Uh, maybe they're not being a clear favorite. And you know, we see that on the ice as well. I mean, outside of Lewiston, you look at boys and girls hockey, you look at boys hockey in the Class A South, every team already has a loss or a loss and a tie, and mm. no one's really emerged yet. I think, you know, the traditional powers probably will when all is said and done, but there's just, just, just not a clear favorite, and that makes it a lot of fun, you know, for fans, for media, and, you know, I think we're in store for a very exciting winter season. Looks like Anna DeWolf's head to Fordham next year, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, yep. so, you know, another another local girl going on to, to do big things, so we've We've been fortunate had several of those in recent years. For sure, for sure. And then, um, well, Coach, any other things you want well, to? I was going to ask yeah. you, going back to Mackenzie Holmes, uh -huh. we yeah. talked with her on the air uh, yeah. when she signed her letter of intent. Uh -huh. Last year she had some trouble with her uh, kind of a balky knee. Has yeah. that seemed to have cleared up, Not nothing nothing lingering with that? No. In fact, she's actually running the floor and, and sometimes even running the offense with the ball. And, uh, I mean, you see, you know, she'll get the rebound at one end defensively, and uh, she'll be down at the other end ready to take a pass for a fast-break layup at the other. She's moving very well. Nice. And, of course, that's just bad news for everybody else. And, you know, you get the ball in the post against them, and you try to take a shot, and I guarantee you she's going to block it. And if someone misses a shot, she's going to get the rebound. And, I mean, she just looked like, you know, a woman among girls the other night. When uh, And, you know, Deering's a pretty good team with some talented players, but, I mean, she was just up there grabbing everything. And, you know, most of her points come right there at the hoop. But, you know, she's developing an outside shot. You know, she's not going to be a dominant post player in the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, she's a little that's over six question. feet. But, so, you know, that's uh, – but to answer your question, she's moving well and she's uh, she's been dominant. So you think she might play, you know, a small forward or a uh, or even a shooting guard in, in Indiana? 
I think she's honing her skills to play wherever they're going to they're need her. Sure. But she, you know, she won't be in the post, no. No. What else can we expect to see on the forecaster this upcoming week? What do you have plans in terms of coverage? Oh, yeah, so i got another really good basketball game tomorrow. i got the, the Greeley boys who are the two-time defending uh, Class A champs. They finally had their long win streak, 46 games snapped the other night oh, wow. uh, by South Portland, and mm. they're going to host Falmouth, who might be the team to beat this year. You know, Falmouth almost upset Greeley last year in the semis. They were decimated by injuries last year, but they made a nice run. They're healthy now. Uh, they're certainly fired up for their first crack at their rival, and those Falmouth-Greeley games are always fun to cover. Uh, that should be a really good one. And then, you know, we're into the holidays, but next week, you know, instead of the traditional holiday tournaments that we remember from years ago, there's going to be a lot of countable games. Uh, you've got Cape Falmouth playing at the Expo, followed by Portland Deering. I think that's next Thursday. So that'll be a fun night of basketball. And, uh, you know, so there is some stuff going on next week. And then, you know, once we get into January, that's when things really get going seriously. And, you know, before we know it, it's going to be February. I know it flies by, doesn't it? It does fly by. It it's does. scary. <laughs> Every year faster than the last. I'll My grandmother that. used to say, as you get older, the years go by faster. Boy, she she's right. right. I, can, I can relate. It's crazy, yeah. Um, we were making our NFL picks earlier. I know you're a little down on the Patriots. Do you have them winning this weekend? Though? I do, but I do, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. Uh-huh. I mean, Hopefully they find a way to win. Uh, I, I, you know, I think they're going to be keyed in to, to stop Josh Allen. I don't think you're going to see him run wild like Trubisky did a few, few weeks ago. Uh, and that's really most of Buffalo's offense at this point. You know, the Pats aren't going to score a bunch of points, but hopefully it's enough. And, you know, if they lose this week, then there's some serious reason for worry. Because it is conceivable if Miami wins out the Pats lose out, they could miss the playoffs altogether. Hopefully we won't get that, no. that dire. And then also, uh, swinging back to UMaine real quickly, because we were talking about maybe who they should be focused on in terms of a hire to replace Harris Simiak. Do you think they should hire from within like they did before when they hired him, or do you think they need to look um, outside of the state, perhaps? Well, you know, it, it, it certainly worked well last time. Yeah. I think in an, ideal, in an ideal circumstance, that's what you do. But I think you want to do your due diligence and see who else is available. And, you know, I think the job might have a little more appeal than it did the last time it was open. So, uh, you know, they, they should have some decent choices. All right. Michael Hoffer, you can find him on Twitter at 4Sports, F-O-R-E-S-P-O-R-T-S, 4Sports on Twitter, sports editor of The Forecaster. Check it out, theforecaster.net. Michael, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List Daily. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Happy holidays to everybody. Have a nice holiday. You too. Take care.